Kato and welcome to Primary Matters, an MPI podcast that delves into the things that matter to our primary industries. I'm Carol Stiles, and in this podcast, I'll be taking a look at what's going on to keep our food and fibre industries thriving and safe. Right now, across Aotearoa, New Zealand, there are huge opportunities to work in the primary industries. In this first series, Get Your Boots On, we're featuring people who have pulled on a pair of boots to kickstart their careers on farms and orchards, in forests and on the sea. So what have they chosen to do? And more importantly, why? This is the dinghy to get out to our boats. Uh, it's a little old, but it does the trick. <laughs> Jacob Thompson is an oyster farmer. So you, you're up to your thighs in water. You wet? No, dry as a bone. Um, so we we got wetsuit waders. Yeah, they just keep us, the wetsuit overalls really, and uh, yeah, keep us well dry under that. Jacob works for Clevedon Coast Oysters and his workplace is the stunning Hauraki Gulf. We have seen orcas out here before. I wasn't I wasn't lucky enough to be with the guys that day, but yeah, seeing a pot of dolphins go past is always pretty awesome. Um, we'll see stingrays around um, quite often during the summer. Yeah, there's plenty of fish, there's plenty of eels. And, oh, even this morning I saw, oh, saw a huge eel. It was you know, the size of a grown man's arm, or probably leg even. That's one of the more remarkable things. And some of the sunrises. Sunrise and sunset, yeah. It's easy to it's easy to miss and forget how glorious it can be, but we get we get a great view of both Waiheke Island, the Coromandel Hills and Great Barrier Islands. So Oh and actually we can see you go out into the middle and you can see the sky tower and Rangitoto, so it's not all bad is it? <laughs> <laughs> The aquaculture industry employs more than 3,000 people across New Zealand and right now there are hundreds of opportunities for people to step into jobs. And with the government's goal for aquaculture to reach $3 billion in sales by 2035, it's anticipated the current workforce will need to double in size. As for Jacob's career, he was completing a degree in aquaculture and geography at Otago University when he was offered a summer internship with Clevedon Oysters. That led to a full-time job. Uh, I grew up in Wellington. Grew up down in the capital. Not as much of a marine farming area, but no, I've always had a, a love of the, the coastline and I wasn't sure quite where I'd end up. Certainly couldn't have pictured sitting on a barge out in out in the Hauraki Gulf. Yeah, it seems very much a luxury at times, especially on some of the those early mornings with the sunrise is glowing and you feel very lucky to both be here and be paid. In a typical day, if the tides are right, he could be out working on the water for five or six hours. Yeah, it's all go. Give me an oyster farming 101. 
Let's see, 101 would be we get wild caught spat, so we catch oysters from the water column further up north from where we are. Other oyster farms will grow their babies on land, a um, bit more science lab stuff to that. Uh, we, we go organic. And then we will put them out on the farm for usually about somewhere around 18 months and then from there we will um, we will harvest them any that are too small at the time will go back out and until they're the right size um, yeah not too much to it <laughs> <laughs> how do you farm them i imagine things like mussels on a string on a rope no they look a lot more like railway tracks particularly so uh, the oysters are on sticks they're about five feet long and they lie across two rails um, just above the bed so it looks like railway tracks as you look at it and they just sit on those sticks and grow happily it's it's, it's somewhat luck that the free swimming larvae just happen to come across our sticks what is it that you like about your job uh, there's, there's a few different things. There's uh, one, the ability to be outdoors and in the environment. You very much get to see a lot of how the environment operates around you. You know, you see the, the tidal cycles and you see how that interacts with the wind and the waves and all the different um, animals and um, I guess the ecology of, of it all. Plus there's, uh, there's something satisfying in the hard work there's labour involved and um, you know we very much use our bodies. So what might you be doing? Physically, decent bit of lifting, lifting and throwing, shoveling these barges, we'll walk them around. Rowing the dinghy out to the barge. Oh, rowing the dinghy out, that's another, <laughs> that's another good one, a lot better on a, on a rough day, that's definitely a workout. Even just the walking through the mud um, is a real leg burner, so I, I guess many people that exercise know that kind of rush and the yeah, the, the satisfying feeling. So getting that while getting paid isn't isn't the worst. And you see the results of your work quite consistently. You'll go out and do a harvest and you can look at it at the end and go, wow, I've brought in this much stock for the business. Everyone else after us in the production cycle, you know, I've been able to supply them with the work they need to do to do their job. And in producing a primary product as well, you know, food is, well, we all need it. There's something satisfying in finishing the day knowing you're providing food, albeit we might be slightly more on the, slightly more on the luxury end of the scale, but we're still providing those primary products from, from New Zealand waters, really. And the downside, if there is one? Look, some of the long hours. Well, you texted me this morning before six o'clock. Yeah, no, I came in and did some emails before six. Yeah, just to get a get a head start. Uh, look, working both sides of the tide, kind of asked that of you. And then there's the weather. Some days it's just too rough to go out, but rain's no excuse for staying on shore. It can be a little miserable, but almost less miserable than you'd imagine. Um, yeah, which I know, I know, doesn't sound convincing. Um, but look, we check the weather ahead of time. So you wear a rain jacket and yeah, once you're out in it and you go, well, I'm in the rain, you're still in the rain, so you kind of stop worrying about the fact you're in the rain. 
<laughs> if that makes any sense. Jacob says there's a wide range of roles in oyster farming. We've got obviously our farmers, our splitters, which are breaking apart the clumps of oysters. Uh, we've got a couple of guys involved in grading, so determining what size they are. Then people that are opening them and packing them. Let's see, you've got other businesses where you can have specific boat drivers, different machinery operators, such as cranes. And then you've also got very much a science side, which I've obviously personally got an interest in. Something I've picked up from some of the guys I've worked with here is there's... Intelligence can come in a few different forms. (laughs) Some of the guys will say you're book smart, but you're not street smart, are you? Um, But there's many guys here who incredibly practically switched on in terms of picking up, hey, what do I need to do to make this happen? Hey, how can I solve this problem with what's around me? And there's many skills that people can possess that can lead you to success. It's time to get back to work. Yeah, time to get back to work. Better get back to the... The, the real job. Um, so the tide's dropping at the moment. We're about two, three hours off low tide, so our farm will start to start to come out of the water and we'll we'll rip into the, the water activities. Can this job take you around the world? Absolutely. Yeah, same species of oysters is farmed in Australia, Japan. South Africa, France, the US, Canada, anywhere there's water, this job can take you pretty much. Is that something you'd look at? Yeah, for sure. For sure I wouldn't mind doing a little six-month exchange in France or something like that. That doesn't sound too bad. So yeah, definitely. Once again, a lot of those skills are very transferable. Yeah, the ocean's different but the same in a weird way across the world. Um, So yeah, yeah, hopefully. Now this barge that we're on at the moment, it's what, probably two metres by, I don't know, eight? Two metres by, yeah, eight. Eight or, eight, I think eight would probably be a fair estimate. Yeah. <laughs> so it's pretty little. Yeah, this is our this is our smallest barge. Have um, you ever ended up in the water? Uh, um, yeah, no, I did end up in the water with um, one of our other barges, actually. That, was a, that wasn't such a good day. Bears were on me that <laughs> evening, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some of our larger boats are a lot more stable. Um, you don't feel the rocking as much, but... Benjanese? Yeah, Benjanese, definitely Benjanese. <laughs> a low centre of gravity. And um, usually if you keep an eye on it as well, obviously, we can, you can see when a big wave's coming. And you kind of usually only rock two ways, so if you're, going the, if you're going one way, you're about to rock the other one soon. <laughs> if you get what I mean. Um, so, yeah, you get used to it. You get used to it, you get your sea legs. So we've got two barges moving out here. Uh, the one on the right's loaded with timber, and that's going to go fix up our uh, broken racks and build some new ones. Um, and then the one on the left's got 18 bins on it. They'll fill those all up in the slow tide. And how much does each bin take? Each bin we estimate's about 800 kilo to a ton, approaching 18 ton. Where do your oysters go? Um, so they go between a mix of the local market. So restaurants, Countdown, those sort of places around New Zealand. Um, We also export a fair bit. 
So Japan, Australia, Hong Kong. What about the bird life? Oh, what do you see? We've got seagulls, blackback gulls. We get the, I think it's the Arctic tern um, that comes down from up in the northern hemisphere, comes down around here. Um, you'll see some dotrels around. Uh, oyster catchers, we don't like them so much. They, 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 they like what we're trying to sell. Do you eat oysters? I do eat oysters. Uh, we will get to do a bit of taste and quality sampling after we've done some harvesting. And they're beautiful. I mean, take a few lemons out on the boat as well, and that's, that's always better with lemons. <laughs> Jacob Thompson. If you like the sound of working in aquaculture, or if you're interested in hearing about opportunities working on the land, head to the Opportunity Grows Here website and have a look at the jobs on offer. I'm Carol Stiles, and you've been listening to Get Your Boots On, a series in MPI's Primary Matters podcast. Thanks for listening. Kia pai te rā.